When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 151 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Adam. How's it going, Joe? You weren't expecting me to uh, have you start, were you? You literally (laughs) (laughs) just pointed at me, and then I'm pretty sure I didn't say all of the syllables in episode, but that's okay. (laughs) People, they got it. They got it. What's up? Not much. How are you? I'm, I'm good. We just got that we're recording this after a nice long weekend for Labor Day. We did. And I have another long weekend coming up. I'm very. I have two more long weekends in a row coming up. Just, I had a bunch of vacation days, and my wife's actually. I'll be honest. Uh, she wants to take off Monday because Outlander comes back right, on right, Sunday. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "Well, I'm gonna want to drink a bunch of wine to watch Outlander," and I'm not gonna do that with her. But I was like, "Well, I'll take off Monday," and then I'm going to Farm Aid the next week. Which is in Pittsburgh, which is like a big concert festival thing. Oh, all right. My somewhat hippie sister was like, I want to go to Farm Aid for my 40th birthday. And I was like, yeah, we want to come to that too. So I'm going to get to see the Avid Brothers and Nathaniel Rateliff and Willie Nelson. Not a huge Willie Nelson fan, but I'm kind of excited to get to say I've seen Willie Nelson live. That's so. true. Yeah. All right. So I have lots of long weekends coming up. That's nothing to do with books, but... <laughs> How was your long weekend? It was fine. I was out of town for a family wedding, so that was nice. That is, that's always fun. So, I didn't get to be a part of this episode, and I'm kind of salty about it. So, tell everyone what you did. So, we brought back our good librarian friend Nancy Pearl. We didn't bring her back. Okay. You brought her back because I didn't get to be a part of this one. Sorry. Go ahead. So, <laughs> last time she was on, she was talking about her uh, book that is coming out soon. And on this episode, though, she gave us some book recommendations. I thought it was a weird way of saying it. Book recommendations. Okay, neither of us can speak. It's fine. (laughs) So uh, she offers um, four book recommendations. There's three fiction books and one nonfiction book. And we are hoping to make this a regular thing. I cannot talk today. Um, So, yeah, hopefully we will have more Nancy Pearl book recommendations in the future. We're actually pretty excited. She's coming to Cleveland. She is coming to Cleveland in October. Yeah, and so it sounds like we're going to get to bring her into our offices. Fingers crossed, Nancy. Yeah, yeah, no pressure, Nance. Um, On top of getting everyone here in the office that would love to meet her to be able to meet her because she's a rock star in the library world. She is. She would also officially be the coolest person to ever come into our recording studio. So. That is very true. No pressure, Nancy. So, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was doing a, I was getting, I was learning what type of person I was while you were Oh, that's doing right. This. I was, our company is going through the DISC assessments to kind of learn what type of person you are both professionally and I knew exactly if anyone's ever taken that I'm a DI like the very I'm almost like noon if you look at it on a clock if you know what the disc assessment is um it will make I sense don't, so it will make sense very weird looks it'll make sense for people who have taken it before and it also makes it basically means that I'm super outgoing and loud and like to talk and 
That's more or less sounds accurate. Uh huh. Yeah. So I had to do that. Oh, you get to talk on Nancy Pearl. Whatever. I'm still salty about this. It's fine. If people want to get a hold of us, Jill, how can they do that? They can find us on Twitter at ProBookNerds and email us at ProfessionalBookNerds at Overdrive.com. Yes, they can. Um, anything else people should know about before they get to hear you and Nancy chat? Uh, no, I just hope they like her recommendations. I'm, I'm excited to read them. They all sound really good. Yeah. I Actually, I... yeah. You know, one of them, the first one she talks about is, um, so we recorded this last week. You did, yes. Yes. Um, the first one she talks about is uh, Sing, Unburied Sing by Jasmine Ward, which is getting a lot of buzz now because mm-hmm. I think it's out to yesterday. By the time this comes out, it yeah. will be yesterday. Yeah. So, um, no. Yeah. So, yeah, she called that one. She talks about that one. Um, so, there you go. Nancy Pearl. It's really fun to hear people who are in this industry and kind of in the know be able to, like, call the shot. Like, this yeah. book's going to be huge and they're almost always right because just because you kind of find find the pattern of like oh look at all the certain people talking about this right. book already and yeah. that kind of stuff yeah that so. would be a big one so that's all okay all right well as jealous as i am this episode is amazing and i much like everyone else can't wait to hear so i hope you guys all enjoy this very special chat with jill and nancy pearl on the professional book nerds podcast <laughs> and welcome to this week's episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Jill and with me today I have our good friend Nancy Pearl. Hi Nancy. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Very well, very, very well, thank you. Good, so today is kind of a special episode because we are getting some book recommendations from America's Favorite Librarian, which would be you. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to see what you have up for us. So um how about we just kind of dive in and you tell us what books you're really excited to be sharing with us today. Well, I think the first one that I'd like to share, because I think it's going to be a big book for the fall and continuing on, I see this is, you know, perhaps a, a, a major award winner, is Jessamine Ward's new novel called Sing, Unburied, Sing. And uh, people might have read her earlier novel, Salvage the Bones, or her memoir called Men We Reaped. Uh, she's an African-American writer who is, in, in her new novel, really um, talking about, uh, it's a very powerful, powerful novel. And, uh, you know, when you, when you describe it that way, it kind of implies that it's, that it's not always pleasant to read um, because it deals with such big issues. Um, this one is set in a small town in Mississippi, and it's the story of um, a, a black young woman who, um, whose boyfriend and the father of her children is um, a white meth dealer um, who goes to prison for, um, you know, for his involvement with, with the drug. And she's addicted to meth, and she, they live, she and her two children um, and the major character in the book is probably, uh, besides her, is her son, Jojo. Um, and and it, it gives, when I read it, I, I felt like I was in that world and really understood that world 
so well. And of course, it's not a world that I would be normally familiar with. Um, but reading some interviews with her, I think that, um, you know, what she's presented, uh, this picture of this small town in Mississippi, um, not only the, the interracial relationships, but the whole, um, the whole drug, uh, encro- the whole encroachment of drugs onto the town and what it means and, and, and what it means to be both black and mixed race in this society. It's fabulous. That sounds really good. And it sounds, you know, sort of you touched on this particularly timely because we have this whole opioid crisis and and drugs um, being such a a big part of of the struggles that America is facing right now. Yes, I I think there's that. Um, I I think also, um, I I think just the way the way um, race relations are changing and um, the mother in this book, who's very young, um, is just, you know, she's a pretty awful mother. And I, it was hard for me to have sympathy for her. I don't even know if we're supposed to have sympathy for her. Um, but, but, you know, the person who you end up caring about so much is Jojo. And the other the other interesting thing about this book is that, um, you know, the big book, uh, Lincoln and the Bardo by George Saunders that came out earlier this year and Sing Unburied Sing both deal with a kind of, um, with the unquiet dead, um, you know, the, the, the dead who won't sleep until their story is told or something, something is, um, more or less avenged, I think. And that was interesting to see two major novels talking, dealing with that, with that as a kind of, um, with Lincoln the Bardo, that's, that's the book. With Sing Unburied Sing, that's part of the book. Okay. Have you, have you read either one? I, uh, I listened to the audiobook of Lincoln and the Bardo, yes. And I, uh-huh. I liked that portion of the book where they were actually sort of in the Bardo and you had this, cast of characters um who were ghosts essentially yeah i enjoyed that right. part a lot about about that book so i will yeah yeah yes and this, and this one i think um i think that it it really talks about um one of the one of the most infamous prisons in the south is parchment and it was a work farm for young mm-hmm. young offenders um and it was just an you know an awful 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 place to be and part of the book of sing unburied sing is set there okay it's an amazing book it There's sounds like it. it it sounds like it and, um, <laughs> i i just think it's it's well worth everybody's time um taking it in okay so what else <laughs> what other books are on your list so here's one that's the polar opposite of Sing Unburied Sing. <laughs> I loved it less by Andrew Sean Greer. And it's 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 very funny, it's very tender, and normally I would shy away from a book that I would describe that way. Um, it's not soppy, it's not overly sweet. It's really the story of um, a, a failed writer. He's tr- he's about to turn 50. His young boyfriend has married another man, 
and rather than go to the wedding or hang around even in the same um, in the same town, the, the the author who is Arthur Less, Arthur decides that he's just going to accept every invitation to speak <laughs> wherever it's from, anything that comes his way to invite him to be um, a guest lecturer or to uh, speak at a writer's conference, he's going to go to get away from, from this sorrow in his life. And so he, he, he travels to places um, as disparate as Italy and um, India and has um, just kind of adventures, invent, adventures because he's not so good at dealing with the everydayness of life. Um, lost luggage and various things like that. And it's a book that has just an absolutely wonderful, wonderful ending. And it's always fun. It's always nice, I think, to find books that, that end so satisfactorily. Because we end up, I think, in this book, um, I think most readers would will just love Arthur less and will want a lot more for him. Than he wants, than he sees possible for himself. Oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> I sort of like the idea of having this, you know, thing happen in your life and trying to maybe want to escape it and end up on some adventures. That sounds like fun, actually. Aside from the whole thing happening to start it, but yeah, that yes, yeah. right. And it is. It's great. It's great fun. The writing is just wonderful. Andrew Sean Greer. Um, I've been a fan of his just for years and years and years and um, actually interviewed him for this book for my TV show mm-hmm. and then we we both um, were aware that we had remember that that he I had interviewed him years and years ago for his um, novel Max the Confessions of Max Tivoli which is about a man who lives his life backwards <laughs> Um so I, I, I do think the cover of Andrew Sean Greer's book is terrific, and the whole book itself is just a really winning proposition. Gosh, I highly recommend this book. Excellent. Anything else? Um, the other one that I'm, um, that I'm in the middle of now and just really think is fabulous um, is, an, is a collection of... Um, you know, they call it a novel on the cover. It's called The Blue Hour, and it's by Laura Pritchett. And, I, 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 you know, her name sounded so familiar to me when I picked up the book, but I actually don't think I ever read anything by her. But this is the story of a group of people who live on, um, uh, who live in Colorado um, on Blue Moon Mountain. And it, they, they're, they're all, they're neighbors, they know one another, but they're spread apart all over the mountain. And each one of these chapters deals with one of those people or one of the couples who live there. And we see through each successive chapter their relationships with everyone else. Um, so it's a book that it's, you know, it's one of those interesting books that that looks both forward and backward mm-hmm. in a way because you read about someone and something that they've done and then you read a chapter further on that talks about that person from a different person's and different character's point of view and I, which helps, I think, three-dimensionalize 
all the characters. And I, I don't know if we're going to be seeing a lot of meth addicts in, um, in fiction <laughs> coming out uh, or or, um, or not. But in, in The Blue Hour, there's a very powerful short chapter about um, a meth addict, a woman who's in a relationship with another meth addict and her feelings about it and how she got where she is. I mean, it just, and the writing is just so, so Blended. Oh my gosh, it's just wonderful. I always so that's yeah. Sorry. No, I always like books that kind of play with storytelling and points of view in that way, and it's not easy to do because you have to make you know if you're going to have so many point of view characters or or stories like that, you have to make sure each is distinct enough to that the reader can recognize that these are different people. Um, right. Yeah. Right. And I felt as though. Um, you know, a lot of the books that I've been picking up and reading lately are told from multiple points of view, and and I'm and I don't, you know, I have been feeling not so happy with those books for some reason. I've sort of wanted one narrator, mm-hmm. um, but for some reason, this book I didn't have that sense of annoyance. You know, yeah. I didn't feel. You know, oh, why didn't she stick to one person? Why didn't she just tell one person's story? Um, I, I, I think it added to the depth of the book. This is a very, in a way, um, it's a very quiet book. Um, everything from the cover, which is in a kind of uh, black and white and with tones of gray in it. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that it's going to jump off the shelf at someone. But I hope it does because it's it's so worth reading. All right, that sounds really good. What yeah. else? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so this one is um, is called uh, "Reading with Patrick: A Teacher, a Student, and a Life Changing Friendship" um, by Michelle Quo, and it it's a it's just a terrific memoir of um, this woman's relationship. Um, with a young African, this this uh, Asian American woman's relationship with a with a um, a young African American, um, uh, they met as a, when she was a teacher and he was her student, and they read together while the student is uh, was while Patrick was uh, waiting for the trial. Um, that he that 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 he was accused of murder and was going to go to trial and is um, is convicted and she leaves her practice as a lawyer to come down and read with him while he's in prison. So it's really you know again it's about race, but it's it's about literature. You know it's about mm-hmm. the power of reading and. And it's what I've always felt, I think, one of the reasons I became a librarian is that I really think that that reading can can bring disparate parts of our communities together. Um, and talking about books can do that. And talking about big issues in books, it's much easier to talk about race and um the inequities of, of, of justice in our society or any society, if we have a book as the context, as the base for that, you know, um, it 
it's much easier to talk about what the author is saying and your own feelings come out about that than it is to just say, well, let's talk about racial inequality and prison reform. You know, that's just not, <laughs> that's much harder. Right. So I think that reading with Patrick, and it's, it, it, it's just a wonderful, very, very, very readable, readable um, memoir. Again, highly, highly recommend. So uh, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but um, prior to coming yeah. to Overdrive, I used to work as a prison librarian. And oh. this book has actually been on my list for a while of wanting to read it. So I'm glad it comes so highly recommended from you. I'll have to bump it up on my TBR pile. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd love to hear what you, you know, I'd love to talk to you about sure. it when you read it. Um, because I think from your perspective, um, you know, in some ways it, it almost seems like um, the cause that we should all be um, that we should all be involved in is is prison reform mm -hmm. and, and um, you know um, so important and so important to have um, education and in in, in prisons. Uh, yeah, I I would love to talk to you about it when you read it. <laughs> we will do that. <laughs> um, that's really what I've been reading. Okay. Um, at this moment, so that's have great. All of my the last four books. <laughs> They all sound really wonderful, and um, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to our listeners hearing all about them. So thank you so much for sharing your book recommendations with us. You're very, very welcome. Thank you for having me on the program. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.